Alright, so this week has been really crazy. I've been trying to get my car fixed, but no mechanics have availability this week. But I can't drive my car if I don't get it fixed, but I also need to work, so I have to pay for the car. And my mom has been nagging me that I'm not coming home enough, and my boss keeps scheduling me for more and more shifts. And I say I can't work because of school, and I'm getting really behind in schoolwork, and I don't feel like I have a second to breathe at all, and I just don't know. Everything is just a mess. Oh, wait. Are we recording already? All right, all right. Let's just take a step back and start at the beginning, but this is definitely a great way to start this podcast. You're right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast of interviewing and case study methods. My name is Casey, and I am your guest host for today. I have my good friend Tess here with me, and she is the subject matter expert on today's topic of focusing the counseling session. How are you today, Tess? I'm doing good, and I could ask you how you're doing, but I think that we have some type of idea of, of from the beginning of this podcast. You weren't wrong there. So, where would you like to start this podcast? I think a great place to start this is to let fans know that in the beginning, when you are talking about a million different things at once, that can be normal within a counseling session. A lot of clients will be talking about all these different issues and also try to find some type of resolution to them when they are rapidly firing them at you. This is where focusing can come in handy. So, what exactly is focusing? Focusing is when you have a client that has many issues present, but you deconstruct their stories and direct the session to one specific issue at hand. While they're giving you their story, you need to use your selective attention to focus on the client's problems at hand. When questions, when asking questions properly or summarizing properly, the client will focus on what you give the most attention to. This doesn't mean that you should be disinterested in everything that your client has to say. It just means that you should try to show more interest in the things that can be addressed directly to the client. That makes sense. How exactly would you do that, though? Sometimes a great way is just by listening to the client. All the client needs is for someone to listen to their story. Other times, you can direct questions. For example, I could ask you things like, which issue would you like to focus on first? Or I can directly direct you, and I could say, sounds like you are, you are having issues with the car. Is that correct? This will allow a client to go deeper into a topic and focus it strictly on one topic rather than multiple things. Those questions would definitely help me focus. Are there any other tips and tricks to use? One little thing that helps this term is what we call person and community. This is where a client can learn new ways of thinking and also allow them to use existing support systems more effectively. For example, for significant others, you can ask questions like, how are your friends helpful to you? For a mutual focus and immediacy, you can say something along the lines of, you have a lot on your plate and we will work through your issues. Right now, I can almost feel your stress. For an interviewer focus, you can say things like, I can understand your frustration with the car. That happened to me last week. You also need to try to take in cultural considerations in a great way. If you know that the person is spiritual, what are, um, you can ask, what are some strengths that are gained through your spiritual orientation? One big thing to point out is that these questions you can be pulling to a client in different, uh, pulling a client into a different mindset and you can break their focus. You need to try to be aware of how to focus and broaden things. It is a healthy it is healthy to broaden and to bring a client to see themselves in relation to others. How would you exactly have them see themselves in relation to others? I'm glad you asked, Casey. There are some fun thing two fun things that we like to do with the clients that can help them to understand their little community around them. One thing, one of them is the community genogram. This is where you can sit down with a client and draw out their little community they have. This can be places, people, groups, or even spirituality. This can be an actual map of places and who is in them, or it can be just some writing surrounding the person's name. This provides a snapshot of the culture that is present within the client's life. It also lets them see the bigger picture and helps them see the strengths that the and 
the strengths that they they possess, and even resources that are readily available to them. This will also help them have multiple perspectives on their issues. You mentioned one activity. What is the other fun activity? Yes. So the next one that is what we would call a family geno- family genogram. This is all about family history. The best way to put this into context is to call this a family tree. So basically you would draw branches and branch out who is in your family and how you all are related to each other. This allows a client to see how their family history affects the way that an individual behaves in the here and now. Most families have stories that they pass down from generation to generation. This is where a lot of family pride comes from. Most of the time, this will allow a client to see their family in a positive light. With both of these activities, you will most likely draw them out on sheets and sheets of paper, and then you can hang them up in the room during the session with your client. And it can remind them that they aren't alone, and it might comfort them in these sessions to show strengths and social context as well. That seems super fun to do with a client and help them use their skills in different ways to focus. Could you bring up some more information on focusing with other things? Yes, of course. So sometimes in counseling, you will have some challenging topics that you you should focus on come up and come up with, and some of the agencies might have policies around these topics. You need to make sure that the client knows that what the agency's policies or beliefs before the counseling begins. For example, one big topic that takes place um, that has been forbidden by some agencies is abortion. Normally, you would find this surrounding religiously affiliated counseling sessions. That's kind of understandable. I then can also bring up focusing when talking about significant others. When it comes to this, they might be telling the story and it might be sporadic and all over the place because they might add other person's thoughts and feelings into it. Here you could say to the client, I want to hear your story, an emphasis on the your. Here we will be focusing on the individual and their side of the story. You can keep in mind that this significant other for examination and resolution, but this time should be just about the client. So is that just like my boyfriend? Would How do you define a significant other? Normally, people take significant others as a person you're normally romantically involved in, but it doesn't need to always be taken that way. It could be a friend, a romantic partner, of course, or family. One big thing to remember when focusing, when discussing family, is that this is where a client has learned their personal values and their ethics from early on in life. Knowing multicultural considerations here can be very helpful with this topic, and it also is always helpful when talking to clients. You mentioned earlier spiritual considerations. Can we possibly go a little deeper into multicultural considerations too? Yes, but there isn't too much that the viewers shouldn't already know from prior podcasts in this series. It is very complex and hard thing to navigate around, but it should always be something that is in the back of a counselor's mind. In sessions, you should have moral religious issues, legal issues, women issues, economic issues, health issues, educational career issues, and ethical and cultural issues. All of these things might come up in one session or they might come over multiple sessions, but sometimes they are needed so that the client can come to a sound resolution. Earlier, you mentioned a we statement. Can you explain that? Definitely. So this might be slightly confusing here because you know that you're pulling yourself into a counseling session and as a counselor, which isn't necessarily something that you always want to do in a session um, because it's supposed to be focused on the client, but it's also a great tool to use to empower the client. Saying things like, can we work together to help you, is a great way to show that you are trying to support them in the topic and make them feel as if they aren't dealing with the issue alone. It also brings immediate attention to the issue at hand, which drives the focusing even more. You can even bring in something we call interview focus, which is you can show them that you have been in their shoes before. Like how I said before, having issues with my car last week as well. This tool should should not be overused though. 
This is all about the client and their problem at hand, but it can bring some comfort knowing that they aren't alone. That all makes perfect sense. I think you could go and use this skills right now. Um, is there anything else you would like to add? It is definitely a skill you need to practice, but it can be something that is mastered quickly. If it's okay with you, um, and we are okay, are, are okay on time, I would like to give you a little summary to put everything together. Of course you can. Go for it. Thank you. But just to summarize everything, sometimes a client can have multiple issues that need attention, but you need to focus them on one just to get to the root of the problem and try to find the sound resolution. A great way to help them is by asking questions to focus on the topic and using skills properly. You can broaden the subject to open the horizons of different ways of thinking for the client. This is where the community and family geomes come into play. They can help be helpful in putting things into relation with the client and help them focus more. It will also help point out more resources and strengths. Obviously, these aren't needed for all clients, but it can be very helpful. Just always remember that there might be multiple stories to get to the root and multiple explanations. Things, like, things will take time and you will need to use focusing to help the client to get to the root faster so that they can try to have a, a resolution that works for them. Thank you, Tess, for summarizing that. That was super helpful. Of course, Casey. I know that they helped me, and I hope that it helps some of the audience as well. Is there anything else that you need? All right, so I think this is where we can wrap things up today for this episode of focusing on interviewing and case study methods. Thank you so much for coming in today, Tess. And thank you so much for having me. Have, Have a, a great, great day, day, you guys, and, and study, study hard. hard.